Welcome to Don't Cut Me Off, Let Me Finish. This is the fourth time out. Today I'll just be talking about various topics, uh, all type of different things. Um, but today, I, uh, you already know that um, I like to grind my gears in the beginning. So I'm grinding my gears today, man, um, about how we are already knocking off uh, the NBA champion, uh, Milwaukee Bucks, before the playoffs even start. And when I say about knocking off, I mean, all of a sudden, you get new favorites to win the championship. And all of a sudden, you get, well, you know, if this player was here and this player was there, then this this situation wouldn't have happened. I don't like that. I'm a firm believer in you let the game play and you see what happened. I'm not trying to be this person that, oh, man, if what's it called it was here, this would have happened. No, I don't know what would have happened because he could have played in the game and got hurt in the game. He could have played in the game and got locked up. So unless we are able to see the future, we don't know what would happen. As an NBA player, you already know injuries happen. And when you put a team together, you want to make sure that you have a bench that if you do lose a key player, you got a good player that can step up. That's important to having a good six man. That's what your six man is for. Your six man is like almost a star, a budding star coming off the bench that can uplift you, that can give you them buckets you need just in case your star player is struggling or your star player is out. And I'll give you a good example of that type of player was Ben Gordon. Ben Gordon used to come off the bench averaging 25, 26 points a game sometimes, man. A steady, a steady, steady bucket. A steady bucket. So even when you're in the playoffs, things like that, it matters to have another player that can step up when you're when you when you're strong superstar players are not performing. But you're not gonna sit here and tell me that okay, Philadelphia is they're the favorite to win the championship. They're looking like the best team in the East. They haven't won anything. I mean, this is a Doc Rivers coach team, and I love Doc Rivers. I'm not criticizing, but the point being is he's been in some great situations where he hasn't been able to get over the hump. And again, I'm just giving my opinion. I'm not going to spend too much time on that. I'll just talk about that throughout my conversation. I'll get back to that. But basically what I'm saying is Philadelphia is not the favorite. They might have a good team because they got James Harden. Maxie's playing well. The team is playing well. And Bede is at an MVP level. But they're not the favorite. Milwaukee Bucks still feel the, feel the same NBA championship. They got a couple key injuries, but at full strength, they're the defending champions. And that goes for any team in the West. That's nipping at the heels of uh, Phoenix until you knock them off. They're the favorites because they're basically both teams are both fielding, fielding the same players. No different. So you got to let the game play, man. You can't just, you know, I, I ain't going to say what you can't do because you can do whatever you want to. But that just bothers me that you just poo-poo 
the previous Western Conference champion and actual NBA champion because it's almost like the new piece of eye candy. And that's Philly. You got some surprising teams out there like Cleveland, Chicago. Miami is not a surprise. We already knew Miami was loaded and suited and booted and ready to rock and roll. When they're fully healthy, they're dangerous. When the Bucks get knocked off, then that conversation can start. When Phoenix get knocked off, then that conversation can start as far as um, uh, saying who's going to be the favorite. Because until the Bucks is knocked off, they the favorite. Giannis is the face of the league. He's an MVP. He can win the MVP every year, that type of player. Right now, it's looking like Embiid is going to get in. It's very deserving. Very deserving. But I just want, I, I just wish everybody would stop with the, uh, oh, yeah, man, this is the favorite. We already know how it goes when you're the favorite. A la uh, Golden State Warriors, 73-9 team. A la uh, Gary Payton's Seattle Supersonic team that lost in the uh, first round to Mutombo, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Chris Jackson uh, and, that, and that crew. And again, Seattle had the best team and the best record. Look on paper. They were favored to win the championship. That's all that was being taught. That's why you, 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 you draw your gun too fast. Put it back in the holster. Slow down, buddy. Slow down. It ain't time to draw yet. You got to take your walking paces first, then turn around. Make that decision once the champion is down. Be Show that respect. But again, we're talking, we're having conversation. So those are the, those are the type of conversations that are that, that are being had most of the time when I'm looking or 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 viewing sports radio or sports TV. That's the conversation. Philadelphia this, you know, Philadelphia that. What has Philadelphia done to even warrant that besides play well? Add James Harden, which is good, but that ain't a championship. So, you know, my thing is, man, the reason I'm grinding, I grind my gears out, man, I grind my gears because I want that to stop. I would, I would like it to stop. It probably ain't going to stop. But let the games be played. Let the champions be knocked off. Then start assessing who's going to be the next champion for this season. But as of right now, the last I've seen, the Milwaukee Bucks is the reigning champion. And they look, they look suit and booted to defend their title. And they done beat everybody. The Bucks is not worried about a thing. But I know Milwaukee, small city, get a lot of disrespect. And it's okay. It don't matter if the Bucks is the first seed or the fifth seed. They got the same team, great cohesiveness. Uh, everybody know each other. No one's selfish. Everybody play hard. And that's why they win. And that's why they win. But so, yeah, man, I just wanted to grind my gears on that. You know, now I'm about to slide into uh, the NBA. 
And while we're on the topic of Doc Rivers, let's hit up Doc Rivers right now. Let's let's talk about Doc. Let's have that conversation. I love Doc Rivers. To me, he's a he's a very good coach. But at the same time, he has to be held accountable, just like you hold the players accountable, the superstar players accountable. Doc Rivers is a superstar coach. So he has to be held accountable as well. Doc Rivers was able to win that championship with that Boston team. And he's been uh, put back in that situation several times. He had an opportunity with um, the L.A. Clippers to win a championship. And it didn't happen. It didn't happen. You know, you have to also answer the call too, answer the bell too. The Clippers were good enough to win a championship. It was sad. They were a very talented team. One of the most talented teams. One of the favorites to win the championship. And that's why I say saying favorite, man, it don't do nobody no justice. And I believe a competitor a coach, even players, they don't care to hear that, man. They just want to get in, in between uh, them lines and play the, play the game on the court and let the game do the talking, you know. But it's the sports it's the sports announcer's job to talk and make these statements. It's entertainment. That's what we do. And I understand that. But in the real, the games have to be played. People have to be either eliminated or not eliminated. Because at this at this just jun- juncture, I believe one through eight in the East, anybody can beat anybody. But the, the the favorite at the moment is the is the Bucks. But Doc had the Clippers team stayed there, didn't do anything, didn't do anything. Had all the talent, had everything, got the coaching. You 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 you, you your gun is fully loaded. But it's like it's like shooting it's like shooting at your target and and, and wasting shots. You emptied the whole clip. You didn't hit. You didn't make one dent. Then he leaves um, the Clippers, and then he goes to Philly. Again, another situation he comes into. Great situation because he's not going to a situation where he's going to have to build from the ground up. He's going to a situation that already has established stars. But he was already at. A situation where he had established stars and it, and it didn't work out. He got he, he got to get some of that blame too. What it was it that what is it that he could have done better? Have done better to get the Clippers over the hump? Because coaching matters. He didn't have to do that with Boston. Boston had some seasoned vets, man. Defense, offense. It was unfortunate they wasn't able to win another title because that was a great team, man. And that would that would uh, uh, catapulted Doc into superstardom as a coach, and that's why it was such a disappointment when he went to uh, the Clippers and had all them seasons in which he should have won. Then he had a series where he's up three one and blew that series, man. So, uh, there's no way a team should win four games in a row on you when you up three one with that type of talent. But like I told you, anything can happen. That's why being the favorites don't mean nothing. You know, now, Doc, you know, they got rid of Ben Simmons, you know, 
and you know, and uh, was able to to uh, reel in uh, James Harden, which is great. But you know, he still had a great team with Ben Simmons. He was just lacking a lot of perimeter shooting. And then, you know, a player that just didn't have confidence in certain spots, but still was a good young player. And as a coach, it's your job to motivate your player and elevate your player to make them better, even when he's struggling. Because once the coach lose faith in the player um, and the player can visually see that, that's, that's detrimental to your team. You know, and, you know, when Doc got interviewed and asked that question, you know, he, he easily could have just said, you know what, we all got to go back. We all got to work on our game. Everybody that has their weaknesses got to improve. We got to get in the gym. We got to get focused so we can win a championship. You ain't got to throw nobody under the bus or you ain't got to say anything that sounds like you're throwing anybody under the bus. You show the support for these supreme athletes that's getting paid millions of dollars to perform. And they have to be held accountable, whether you're a superstar or not. You're a superstar. You're not, you're not, um, um, uh, untouchable to being coached and, and that that's the problem and, and what the NBA sometimes don't understand uh, the players is that you got these younger players and uh, watching and when you got coaches getting fired because of players getting them fired you see situations where you see the best player is basically doing able to do what he wants to because he's a he's he's a, he's, he's the best player on the team and not being held accountable because you don't want to get him upset or you don't want to have him going to ownership asking, saying that he don't get along with this coach. You know, what happened to fielding the best team? What happened to making sure you got the right pieces in place? And what happened into holding the players accountable? If I was the owner of a, a, a basketball team, and I'm I'm dishing out players is getting paid twenty and fifteen five million dollars a year. You know one thing. You know I'm gonna talk to them and tell them like, look, we're here to win championships, and the only way we're gonna win championships is you get better. In the off season, you have to work on your game. You got plenty of time to party, chase girls, whatever you want to do. You're young, I get it, whatever. But the point being is, whether you're young or not, someone has invested money in you. It's your obligation. At that point, to get better, work on your game. If your jumper is weak, go throw up a thousand shots a day. If your defense is weak, go get to a situation where you learn how to move your feet better. If your free throws are bad, go somewhere and keep shooting free throws until you get better. You have to show that you want to get better. But players nowadays, they get the money, it's over. Narcissism. Money creates narcissism. Cockiness. Who are you? I make more money than you. That's how they feel towards the coach. And we got examples of spoiled athletes. Forgot that young guy named on Houston. Arguing and yelling and a couple of players. Disrespectful, man. You still respect your coach. Players see that. It's the same system that you have in place in a family where you respect your father. If, if your, your father is someone that is to be respected, you respect people that's guiding you in life and you take that knowledge that they have. Because they're telling you and guiding you and trying to tell you how to be a better person. Same thing. 
Same thing in basketball, whether it's high school, middle grade school, college. The coach is the example. And if you have a coach that's always cussing and yelling and ready to get in physical confrontations every time something don't go his way, the players feed off that. They're going to be ready to go down, throw down with you. Why not? That's your coach. Whatever my coach do, I'm, I'm down. Let's go. We finna whoop this team. We finna put hands on them. That's not a leader. There's no such thing as having a mental lapse in situations where you should never get physical in any situation. You can be upset. There's ways you can go about it, but you should really never do that. And then somebody will say, well, how are you going to tell somebody with the heat of the emotion and this and this and that? Hey, you don't think Coach K was upset at a lot of things? Did you see Coach K go over and smack or do something to another coach? No, you did not. He was angry. He let it be known in a press conference he was angry, but he was still able to go shake the hand. And he probably told the coach how he didn't like a certain play. But that's bull crap. You're able to control yourself. Unless you have a mental issue or anger issues in your life that you get angry over anything. But that stuff is not acceptable because you got other players watching. But when you're a coach, it's your it's your it's your it's your it's your obligation to max out the talent of every player on your team. Doc Rivers up to this point since he left the Boston Celtics has not done that. But yet he still gets paid as an elite coach. And he is. <coughs> Excuse me. And he is. But again, he's a competitor because he's an ex-basketball player, Marquette basketball player, graduate, NBA, good, solid NBA player. So he know about competitiveness and he knows about let your game speak for yourself. That's what makes him a good coach. But at the same time, you still get held accountable when you keep getting these teams that are great and losing. When it looks like you should be winning. Now, you know, now, you know, uh, media is, is crowning Philly the champions, basically, you know. So once again, Doc in the situation, he got a superstar in uh, James Harden, a superstar in uh, um, MB, got a nice up and, uh, up and coming player in Maxi, and got a good, decent, solid bench. They had to give up uh, Curry, but they still, Maxi is stepping up. So uh, you know, Doc Doc is on the Doc Doc is you know he on the clock. Remember, Bootenhauser was getting the business, man, and Bootenhauser wasn't a bad coach. He was over in Atlanta winning sixty games. Come on, man. Team had the best record in the league. What I tell you about the best record in the league don't mean nothing. Atlanta lost, best record, coach of the year, all that type of stuff. What that mean? It's about wins. It's about getting to the finals. It's all about championships, man. It's not about playing the game just to play. You do that in high school. Okay? You do that on the park. But when you in a organized uh, basketball team, and I take that back, not high school, on the playground, where it don't mean nothing. But in high school, you're trying to win championships. You got to come together and play as one. Listen to your coach. Coach is going to try to put you in the best situation to be successful. He's going to eye his talent and know who is who and what is what and where to put what players at what and who on the bench and who come off the bench and who start. That's all the way from high school, college to the pros. That's how. That's what a coach's job is. And also to motivate and be a role model and a good example. 
that's how you maximize your coaches. And then that's why you get certain coaches that are so beloved, like Phil Jackson, Pat Riley, Larry Brown, Jerry Sloan, George Carl. These coaches are loved by their players because these coaches put these players in position to win. And even sometimes when you lose, the, the coach still has the respect. But like any professional league, in the end, results do matter. Results do matter. You know what I'm saying? So Doc Rivers is on the clock. You know, uh, he has a, he has a solid team. Like I said, I still believe the Bucks are the favorite. Doc Rivers and them is right on the heels, but until the Bucks lose, uh, the, the 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 Seventy Sixers, even though they had a better record, they chasing the Bucks. Period. Because I believe the Bucks in the seven game series, it's gonna be tough. It's just gonna be tough when they're healthy. They're not to be played with. They got the best player in the league, hands down. And then you got uh. Uh, 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 Middleton is no longer a Robin. He a Batman. He's a Batman now. I elevated him to Batman because he's fearless, man. And what he did in the bubble against Miami when Giannis went down, that was amazing. That's where he took off that Robin costume and, and put on his Batman cape. We, we call Giannis Superman. Superman and Batman. Because Middleton is nobody's Robin. But Doc, Doc is on, on the clock, man. You know, and the same goes, you know, uh, you know, I go over to the Miami, not the Miami uh, uh, Heat, but the uh, Brooklyn Nets. You know? And it's unfortunate, man. But my thing is, like when you're playing um, spades, you 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 know you got to deal with the cards you're dealt. Sometimes you have a good hand. They started off with a good hand. James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, a nice bench. Oh man, they look unstoppable. Again, look like a team that can be on the heels of the Bucks, like Philadelphia. They look unstoppable. But then you have this situation with Kyrie Irving, and, and, and I'm not a Kyrie Irving basher. I respect his views as a human being. And I know other people say, well, he's being paid. But in the end, it's not his fault that the pandemic came. He's willing to be tested, but they don't, they got the mandate that won't allow that to happen. All he has to do is be tested, wear a mask. He should be able to play in home games. I'm not worried about his personal life. I'm going to leave that outside. Let's talk about hooping. It's out of his control. They won't allow him to play in New York. Everywhere else he can play. The man can play. And he's not vaccinated. New York, all they have to do is have it set up to where this man has to get tested on a daily basis and have to keep his mask on. On the bench. You can't make anybody put anything in their body. And I understand that I understand the the, the, the the seriousness of the situation, but he still has rights. I'm not going to call him crazy, and that's what I'm saying. We don't want to tear down black men that stand for something. You know, Muhammad Ali got tore down because he stood that he didn't want to go to the war. 
It ain't his war. And I'm in no way comparing. I'm just saying, the vaccine is no one's fault. He don't want to put anything in his body. He feels uncomfortable. He don't trust. What, what that is that's going in his body. He just don't feel comfortable. And that's okay. And you want to bring up when kid when you got when you was a shot, you got the kids here, but you didn't you didn't have control of that. Your parent did. Once you become a man, you can control what goes in your body. Kyrie is a great player, man. And they just I mean, it's just a waiting game. It's unfortunate, man. James Harden. Once again, I like James Harden. He was the man in Houston doing his thing. You know, you had that he had he had Dwight Howard. He had Chris Paul. He had good Houston teams. They had a series where they was up 3-1, I believe. And, and they couldn't get it done. And James Harden scoring 35, 40 points a game. But it didn't translate to the playoffs. It's almost like he's a he's he's a um, Aaron Rodgers of the regular season. You put up all the gaudy numbers, but when the playoffs come, your the high level in which you played in the regular season goes away. I I I I can't wrap my head around that. You play at a transcending level, but in the playoffs, it goes away. And again, you're getting paid to get your team over the hump along with the other pieces that have been put in place. But you are the one that supposed to rise to the occasion like a LeBron James has done so many times with so many teams, like Michael Jordan has done with his teams, like Curry, Clay, and Draymond has done with their teams. Like Kevin Durant did when he was with the Golden State. And he elevated to help them win a championship. So you got the same Dennis player, you know, when he's unhappy, he whines and pouts. Again, you have other players and other in uh, lower levels looking at that, man. You can't be coached because you got a fat contract and you got money. You can't take criticism. You have to be glorified at all times. It's narcissism. It's because I have all this money. It's nothing that you can say, or I really don't even care what you're talking about. I'm going to eat myself to the point where the team trade me. Come on, man. Who wants a teammate like that? Imagine if, if Kobe Bryant was his teammate. You see how Toby Kobe got on Shaq, and Shaq even admitted it. He was wrong for coming out of shape. He should have took the job more serious and came in shape. He thought he could just come in and do his thing. But conditioning matters. But James Harden, when he wanted to get out of a place, he'd pick up weight. He looked disinterested. He's not able to transition back into the James Harden of OKC, which was that six man coming off the bench because he became a superstar player. He became an alpha. As much as we talk about being able to humble yourself, some players can't do that. Harden, he does it, but it's at a sacrifice. Because his style of play sometimes is hindered. That's why when you get all these different superstars, you got to put a system in place that benefits each player. 
But like I said, James Harden, he basically slouched his way out of Brooklyn, so we didn't get a chance to see them. And it was always hurting, a lot of injury. But when you have hamstring issues or any type of issue, sometimes that's what's conditioning, man, not stretching properly. Man, you're going to kick it and have fun, which is, which is your prerogative. But your job is your job. Anybody else that goes to a job and, and does the job half, half, half ass, excuse my language, they lose their job. But you in the NBA, you got guaranteed contracts. They got to deal with it. They got no other choice. But that's not fair to the fans because the fans, is whether you believe it or not, the TV deals and the fans that's paying, paying for the, to get in and the paying, paying for your jersey, man, that's why you got your salary. Just respect the fans at least and respect the game of basketball and, and come back in peak condition. Anybody telling you what to do outside of that? But when you know the basketball season about to start, start up your conditioning. Start getting yourself ready. No matter what team you want and how bad that team is, you always play at the highest level at all times. You never shortchange uh, your organization. But like I said, money, power, and everything else that come along with that sometimes has a person just way above where they never was. Think of, think of a person that never had money before. And most of these players, they talk about how they didn't have nothing. They were a different person. They were, they were, they were, they took, they did, they took, they didn't take things for granted. They worked, they worked their tail off to get their family out the hood or whatever situation they was in. But when you finally make it, all those values that you had are gone because I'm rich now. That's backwards. That's why I love LeBron James. From the time he was young to where he's at, he's the same person. Yeah, he may have he may do some things here and there, but he's the same person, man. Kobe, same person. D.D. Wade, same person. Respected his humble beginnings. Nine times out of ten, Wade always came back in peak condition. He just happened to get hurt later. Anything on the outside life, I don't care about, especially when they ain't got nothing to do with the team and it's just a personal adventures. Or, or 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 business adventures and stuff like that, or whatever things they like to do. That's fine. When when the season start back up, true true players that love the game, they come back in top shape, and they cut they they cut they circle off so they can focus on their game, because they want to be ready to give the fans an opportunity to see them. You trying to lead your team to a championship, whether you're the best team or the worst team, you owe that to your fans. And James Harden seems to just slouch his way out of every situation now. He's with Philadelphia. Now he's rejuvenated. He's talking different. You know, like I said, again, I like him and I ain't shooting him down. He's a great player. I'm saying is it's, it's unfortunate, man, that you can't weather situations. And then again, somebody, well, you know, you don't know me. Well, I don't. But it's unfortunate that, you, you know, I think what makes a person a better person is going through something. The adversity. And I just would have liked to see, you know, Harden just play at his best there. Because I believe they were good enough with them two to chip at the Bucks. I really do. But he goes over to Philly and now he's putting all his heart into it. And it's, it's just unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate. It really is, you know. And uh, I'm hoping ben, ben Simmons, you know, can fill in. Uh, he, he brings a lot to the table. You know, they still have their scoring in place. They, they picked up uh, Seth Curry. To offset Ben Simmons' lack of shooting, you got a defender, a long defender who can defend, take it to the cup. You got KD, uh, you got uh, uh, Kyrie Irving, you got some other players that can shoot. So the Nets, man, once they get healthy, they're going to be a problem. They be that AC, 7C, they, they still have an opportunity. 
once they get back healthy and, 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 and that mandate hopefully at some point gets lifted. But it's a shame that they just won't have a situation where the, uh, Kyrie can be uh, tested and just have to wear a mask. That's why I, I love Kevin Durant, man. Listen, the man is about winning championships. He has no mercy for anybody that, that don't have the same mindset as him. You see how he, you know, he views Harden as a friend, but you, you can tell that, he, you know, now I'm not knowing, but he probably was upset about that, man. Come on, bro. You wasn't even in tip-top shape. You wasn't even really trying. And I, I put my neck out on the line. You know what I'm saying? You my brother. I love you. It's almost like getting a friend a job and your job and your friend screws you after you done went, went to management and you let them know, hey, man, this guy's a good worker. He's going to bring this to the table. And you turn around and you screw your friend, man. You know, and, and like I said, man, it's unfortunate. Because I would like to see that situation play out. But it's unfortunate how a lot of these players, man, don't believe they have to come back in tip-top shape, man. We see a lot of players out of shape. And let me let me continue to stress. I love all the basketball players. It's a hard sport. You are elite. Anybody that gets to the league is great to me. But at the same time, if you're being paid millions of dollars, you owe it to your owner and your organization to be in tip-top shape. When I look at Embiid, Embiid is still killing. But Embiid can be so much better if he sheds some weight. To me, that's my opinion. I'm looking at the Embiid when Embiid was at Kansas, man, how he was moving, dominating, dunking. Embiid's still doing all those things, but I believe if he shed a couple, couple pounds, I don't know how much I just would like to see him, Embiid in the best shape of his life. I just I just think it's almost like Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt, man. He would run these times and he'll slow up. We could have seen some better records if he just wouldn't have slowed up. You know what I'm saying? Don't cheat your fans, man. Run hard all the way through. It's not fair. And B, yeah, he, he's the MVP this year to me. He deserves it. I, I, you know, I, I, I would say Giannis can win it every year, but he's the MVP this year. He deserves it. But I would love to see him in the best shape of his life. That's scary. Scary. And B has the opportunity to go down as the greatest center of all time if he's in peak condition because he does everything. Shoots the three, got the mid-range, shoot free throws, post, block, defend. Oh, my goodness. Everything. The beat is a monster. I would just love to see him in peak condition. I would love to see a lot of these players be really playing at the best condition possible and going hard all the time. But I think money sometimes dilutes your uh, spirit of, of 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 passion for the game. You just got too much too soon. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have it. I'm just saying at least respect your teammates, your owner, and the people that are playing you enough to always be in the best condition of your life. A la LeBron, a la D-Wade, all the elite players, Larry Bird. Even Shaq, when Shaq was in Orlando. Shaq still looked dominant in L.A., but obviously it, it was an issue later on in them years with conditioning because him and Kobe got at it. But Shaq already admitted that. Because Shaq is the most hands-down, most dominant center ever. Hands-down. No one can stop him. No center in any era can stop Shaq. Prime Shaq? Are you kidding me? Prime Shaq? That's how I, that's how I, that's that's my laugh when 
uh, people say uh, say anything other than that. <laughs> you got your rabbit mind. If you think anybody is stopping Shaq. It's just not going to happen. You know? I just love seeing the diversity right now as far as the level of basketball where anybody can really, you know, challenge the, these champions in the East and the West. It's going to be interesting to see who's going to knock them off. If they can knock them off or if the champions can repeat. Very interesting. But you got to have a passion as a player. I, I, you know, even though I didn't make it to, and, and do anything, you know, I love playing basketball, man. It's sad nowadays, man, that, 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 you know, I got something else I want to hit on too. What the hell is going on with saying two-way player? Somebody please tell me. Why in the hell, when you play basketball, you are a specialist? Meaning, you are called, a, oh, he's the best two-way player in the game. Man, you supposed to play both ends of the floor. What are you talking about? I'm not trying to hear that. If you can play offense, you better get your butt back on the other end and play defense. If you got good enough offense, you got good enough feet to play defense. Ain't no such thing as a two-way player. You're supposed to play defense at the highest level. A player that's not playing defense is a lazy player that all you want to do is play offense. Because all you want to do is play offense, then you're a hindrance to your team. Because I can't have you third scoring 35 and your player that you're holding scores 50. That don't make no sense. And we all know the players that do that. I ain't for the name names. I'm not here to shame people. I'm just saying get rid of that label. The best two player in the game. Oh, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard already know he got you play both ends of the floor. He probably look at y'all like y'all stupid. Same thing with Paul George. They probably like, what the hell are you talking about? I get paid to play offense and defense and help my team win. <laughs> I know some of the, some of the players that that dedicate themselves to both ends of the floor. I know for a fact they probably don't even, they probably look at that comment like, okay, whatever. That's laziness. And again, spoiled players that don't get held accountable by the coaches because, again, the player made more money than the coach. Sometimes they got a direct line to the owner and get a player, get a coach fired. Ask Doug Collins. Michael couldn't keep his job when the Bulls made their mind up to go to field. Michael couldn't even keep that man's job. Ask that coach that came before Pat Riley how Magic and them got that coach out of there so they can get Pat in there. It happens, man. It happens. If you're not going to play both ends of the floor and you get mad at your coach because he's telling you to hustle, play defense, and you're getting upset because you spoiled. And it's happening down at the lower levels with these players. Man, listen, they're treating the high school players like they're NBA players already. Televised games, which is fine. Exposure. What's up with just the regular fundamentals? Move your feet, play defense. If you're a talent and you spotted as a talent, you already know what to do because you got a basketball IQ and your coach is going to get the best out of you. But you're not going to run around here like can't nobody tell you nothing. And if they do tell you something, that your, your dad or your or, or, or your dad will move you to another team. This is crazy, man. What's up with just hooping, bro? What's up with just hooping? Working on your game, man. Being able to take criticism, come back and get better. What's wrong with that? Don't yell at my son. You know what? We're going to just take him out of here. Come on, man. This is sickening, man. 
What happened to just the game? Practicing and getting better. AAU is just poison. Even even, even, even uh, Kobe was saying it, man. It's just bad. Paul George said something about it as well, man. It's just, man, it's it just, it's bad what they're doing, man, to the game. Same in football, man. And I'm glad these players can get paid for their likeness. That's good. But that still shouldn't stop you from being able to not being able to be coached. Being spoiled. Only way you can show a player is cut them. Get them out the league, blackball them. They'll blackball somebody for having a religious uh, belief like they did Chris Jackson. It, it, it's not, it's not, it's okay to stand for the, to, for the, uh, uh, um, national anthem. But when somebody else has their own anthem and doing their thing, he's against the flag. That is ridiculous. It just lets you know how ignorant people are, man. And they, they, you know, you kick him out the league, blackball him because of that. So kick these spoiled players out the league that's yelling at coaches and thinking that they above the coach. Kick them out the league, blackball them, and show them how quick you can go back to poverty. Being in the NBA is a privilege, man. It's an honor. And ask any player that had their career cut short, a la Jay Williams, based off an accident or injury. They'll tell you, man, it's a privilege to be in the league. It's not a right. Because believe me, the league, if they want to, they can keep you out. But again, it's entertainment, it's business. They're allowing it to happen. So it is what it is. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate um, about the college game as well. I mean, I watch college, and it's like, who is who? I'm cool with the likeness. But you know half of these high school players even after one year, ain't ready to go to the league. It's only a, it's only a few that do that, man. Think about it. How many of these high school players really come in and be successful, man? We got LeBron. We got KD. I mean, not KD. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 um, Kevin KG, Kevin Garnett. Got Moses Malone. Who else? Straight out of high school. Uh, I can't say. Uh, um, Kobe, because Kobe took a couple years to develop. He developed in the league. I understood that. McGrady developed in the league. But he wasn't ready out the gate like LeBron. Transcending player. Kobe became a transcending player after, after he got better year after year. Jordan said himself, hey, man, I couldn't do that. I couldn't come right out of high school like Kobe and them. I needed them years to get better and to work on my game. And a lot of these high school players, man, they're not getting the proper guidance. If you're getting paid name and likeness, that should be even more opportunity for you to go ahead. You're going to get you're getting good money to try to get your game better. Whether you go if you if, hey, if you want if you don't want to go to college, that's cool. Go overseas. Go overseas. You don't want to be made to go to college. You want to sit out. You want to go to the NBA G League. Whatever you want to do. But it ain't no guarantee going to the G League that you're going to make it to the NBA. It's people in the G League that's been down there for years. They ain't never made it up. They're getting a check, taking care of their family. It's a privilege, man. Leangelo Ball is a good player, man. He should be in the league. This is ridiculous. Not giving this man an opportunity. This man should get a full-fledged opportunity on the NBA floor. Not no, not no G League floor. 
And that's facts, man. Come on, man. The man is, is a sprayer every time I see him. Give him a chance, man. The Ball brothers are very talented. He's talented as well. He just needs to find the right coach and the right team that's going to believe in him. That's it. That's what I believe. You know, this is this it's just ridiculous, man. It's just ridiculous, bro. How how the game is not the same. College is terrible, man. I, I don't even know players, man. Used to know players. You know, going to college, man, helps you get better. Yeah, the level of competition probably ain't great, but it's the experience of getting better, being coached, improving your game. And you know what? You don't have to do that. Go overseas. Playing some of the playing the toughest uh leagues over there. Some of those leagues are tougher. Some of those leagues are tougher than the um uh, um G League. It's some of those European leagues are almost like a notch below NBA level. Ask Luca. Luca out his own mouth said the NBA is easy. It's not physical. He was shocked to see how easy it was. Man, that is disrespectful. But it ain't no fun of his. Basically saying it's easy. The NBA going against these players is nothing compared to where I was playing. So all these top high school players, go over there where Luca was playing. Go over there. Work on your game. Get better. Come back. Because ain't no guarantee in the G League you're going to get better and get elevated. Rather you go over there and get elevated at, 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 in a league that's just a little bit underneath the NBA and, 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 and above the uh, G League. And pays better. Since you don't want to go to college. I mean, they're getting paid image and likeness in high school, man. Already becoming, if you don't have the right team around you, right people around you to mold you to be responsible and make good decisions, you're going to be a spoiled athlete, and you might be a spoiled athlete all the way out the league. That's just that's just facts. I hate to say it, and it's just sad. I would love to see NBA, uh, uh, college get uh, a, lot of, a lot of these recruits go play. I understand the injury risk, but now with the name and likeness, and being able to pay for insurance on yourself if you get an injury that helps you to stop playing, that shouldn't stop you from going to college. I'm just selfish because I want to see uh, good college teams, good college players. A player like Dame Litter, four years, CJ McCollum, four years, came into the league tearing it up. You ain't going to come in the league tearing it up unless you're a transcendent player, unless you're 6'11". But anybody 6'5", 6'4", 6'3", you ain't coming in the league tearing it up unless you're a transcendent player. As far as, uh, I ain't going to say transcendent, but at least elite or star. You know what I'm saying? It's just not going to happen. That's why working on your game is essential, man. You're getting paid to be able to work on your game, do that. You ain't, you ain't, your body ain't being abused no more. That excuse is gone. So ain't no more uh, 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 saying that, uh, Man, I'm going here playing for free. No, you can get paid for your image and the likeness if you're good, if you that good. WNBA, I understand. I mean, not WNBA, but the G League, they paying you 500000 I get it, but it still ain't no guarantee that you're going to make it to the league. But you at least should be able to take care of your family. If you don't dedicate yourself to something, you ain't going to ever get better. If you don't practice every day, you're not going to get better. Talent alone ain't gonna, don't have you tap your potential. You got to ascend the potential. That you have. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta ascend the talent that you have. The God-given talent you have, you gotta work on it to become even better. And that's a fact. 
So, you know, it, it's unfortunate. But the NBA season is um is uh is is very exciting coming up, man. A lot of different scenarios, man. I'm hoping that everybody come back healthy so we can see a healthy league and uh and and just pretty much go from there, man. But you know, that's pretty much my take, man. I appreciate you guys. Like I said, this is my fourth time out. I'm hoping that you're enjoying it. I'm going to focus on working on my game, getting better every time in and out. You know, I'm starting from the bottom, working my way to the top. I love to grind. I appreciate it. Hey, and if I do make it, I, I'm, I'm going to keep it 100 because I'm a 100 guy. I don't know how I'm going to be. I hope I, I hope I'm, I hope I stay the same way through and through. Other than that, man, God bless.